Hello everybody, welcome to Ramble On. My name is Marcus Christopher Speller and with me, or with us, ladies and gentlemen today, it's Vitushina Hantaraja. Yay! The the big sexy man, the, the, the people <laughs> love him, ladies love him, men love him as well. <laughs> the animal kingdom can't get enough of him, it's Vitushina Hantaraja. Vish, how the dickens are you? Yeah, good, good. I've always thought I've had a, I had a way with animals. I used to be able to talk to cats when I was younger. No, you never. Because I, like, I was able to like perfect a meow and get a response. So, I mean, that, that counts as talking. What sort of response? Just that would meow back, wouldn't they? Yeah, that can constitute that constitutes a conversation to you and cats. I reckon if you if you could meow at a cat and they meowed back at you, mm. that could be at least from their point of view a conversation. Yeah, I suppose, okay, I might give you that. Have you ever had a chat with a dog, or tried to? Well, you can you can talk to a dog like a human, can't you? I don't think you can do that with cats. Yeah, I know what you mean. Some may say otherwise, but I think you're right. I think dogs are a bit yeah, more expressive. Yeah, people, but people, I mean, people, people are idiots, aren't they? Dogs are better than cats. I don't know why you'd want to talk to a cat anyway. <laughs> Even though I used to do that. Yeah, I was going to say, you seem to be the one engaging there. Luke loves his cats. He's got two cats, hasn't he? You can often see He does. They seem quite stories. nice cats. They seem like kind of dog cats, don't they? Yeah, I know what you mean. Well, Fish, today we've, we've, we've not got you in to talk about animals, although I'm sure you could uh, add a lot to that conversation. That's an ongoing conversation, of course, in British society. <laughs> but uh, today we're doing Fantasy Season Ticket with you. We're going to ask you, and I say we, I mean the raw me, uh, raw we, rather, uh, I'm going to ask you to pick three, maybe four, depending on, you know, a few, a handful perhaps of season tickets in for teams that you would love to go and watch for a season anywhere in the globe. Could be as close as Brentford, could be as far away as Wollongong United. The choice is yours, my friend. Are you excited about this? I am actually, yeah. Yeah, I thought you would be. Um, I think that there's a... I'm, I'm putting a lot of hope for this pod because I think you're a man who likes his food, likes to travel. Uh, you, you're interested in all... You've got a real lust for life. So I'm intrigued with your answers. So let us begin with your first choice. My first choice, I'm going to start... Basically, I'm going to start from home and build and build yeah. that way. Okay. So my first choice is going to be a season to get a Queen's Park Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's not uh, Anthony Bourdain-esque, I'll be honest. Um, uh, but okay, Queen's Park, why is that? I mean, it's even closer than Brentford, isn't it, to where you <laughs> So... The reason I've chosen Queen's Park Rangers is it's probably the team I have the most um, in-person affinity for. And mm. I realise saying that as a Manchester United fan is um, is a bit amiss, maybe. But mm. growing up in West London, um, you know, I was, I was born and raised in Ealing, um, but I kind of did a lot of my, you know, a lot of my formative years were around that part of West London, so like Hammersmith, White City area. Where did you get? Did you go um, to I school in Hammersmith? Up, yeah, so I went to I went to Latimer Upper School in. Oh, Hammersmith. very posh, very posh. I I lived in yeah, Hammersmith was, for many yeah. years in London, in London. Right. In West so London. you'd know the school, wouldn't you? Yeah, you know, you'd know not that well. Whereabouts it was? Ravenscourt Park, that kind of. Yeah. Well, you'd you'd have hung outside to steal all our lunch money. There we um, go. <laughs> do you take card? <laughs> 
the um, but yeah, so so like, I, I grew up with um, a lot of mates who were Queens Park Rangers fans, and you know, every now and again, when like a family member wouldn't be able to go, I you know, I, I'd get her, I'd kind of um, mosey along with them as like an alternate, and yeah, I, like I, I kind of love going there. I love Loftus Road is. Did you were you there when Fulham Ground shared with them? Because it's it's like a, it's a it's a pokey little stadium, but it is. I mean, I've I've always enjoyed it. You know, the walk there from from White City Station to um, you know through the estate and yeah into the ground and like the surrounding area as well. I've got you know I've uh, had mates who grew up there and you know it's quite a multicultural part of part of West London where you get. I don't know. I've all, I've always loved, loved the community element of it over there. So well, in, in, in you know I'd White like City because you're very regular, very yeah. close to where the BBC was for so many years. Yeah, of course. yeah. Uh, I, you know, it is an interesting area. Um, it can be a bit dodgy as well. But uh, I what was I going to say? Uh, with I, I find it really odd that a lot of football grounds, not all, but a lot of them, you can see them from a a mile off. Because they're often the mm. ones you're talking about are so huge. I know what you're going to say, yeah. And yeah. And, it, and and Loftus Road. Some are not as big, of course, and and Fulham's would be one of those ones as well. But you you know when you're outside Craven Cottage, just because there's this big old sort of building there. You know, Premier League standards is not a particularly big stadium, but you know there is a football stadium. There. With 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 um with Loftus Road, it's like I want to say Loftus Cheek Road there, Loftus Road. It is like you're sort of walking along and someone goes, oh, just turn left here. And you're like, oh, right, oh, we're in the stadium. You know, it's, it's, you yeah, just sort of yeah. slink off into it. It's quite a, yeah, it is quite a sort of a unique experience, I suppose, considering that they yeah. were in, they've been in the Premier League a number of times. You know, it's not like a League One club or anything like that, if you see what I mean. Yeah, although it was when I when I started um, okay. going with the mates there, actually, yeah. Um, and I think... You know, we'll probably st- this is probably starting off with quite a wholesome answer. But mm-hmm. when I was growing up, you know, I owed a lot to my dad for getting me into football. But my dad never used to take me to games. He was mm. still kind of, you know, my parents moved over in '84. I was born in '86. So mm. to be honest, a lot of my growing up, I was kind of taking on um, and learning a- more about English culture. Yeah. Growing up in-, in English culture, as my family, specifically my dad, was learning about it. Mm-hmm. So he. He always wanted to take me to games, but was always a little bit wary because of um, you know stories he'd heard around racism and stuff like that. Sure. Um, so kind of later on in life, actually, me and my brother have made it kind of our duty to like take him to games. So he's a Liverpool fan. We take him to. That's nice. We we try and go to Liverpool Newcastle games because my dad, um, my brother's a Newcastle mm-hmm. fan as well, um, and he's got loads of mates who have. You know, Newcastle tickets and he um, he's a member himself he was a season ticket holder a while back mm-hmm. um, and so like we kind of do that together but I really loved the family element of it um, and I loved like my, that my you know one of my good mates a guy called um, Jack he you know his whole family are, are Rangers fans and I remember being quite envious of of that and like you know the Crown and Scepter was a pub that was um, that they congregate at um, kind of near Goldwall Road, I think. Um, yeah, and I kind of loved all that, and I feel like I missed out on it a bit. And to the extent that when I, you know, Olympia, my partner's massively into football, and we're, we're, we're saying like when we kind of like settle somewhere um, for, 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 say, like our, our future home, whatever it is, that we'll make a note of becoming season ticket holders at the local club so we can mm-hmm. kind of 
give it a bit back and also kind of build that sense of family and community within well kind of around football really yeah I totally know what you mean by that because growing up in Scotland you know my English team I think I've mentioned this before Sheffield Wednesday much to the ire of one of our Sheffield United producers. I, think, I didn't know producers. that, actually. Oh, did you not? Yeah, no, I, I liked Sheffield Wednesday because my brother was a big Arsenal fan and they played them twice in 93 in two cup finals. And especially in the FA Cup final, obviously he was supporting Arsenal, so I sort of started supporting them. And I really was quite uh, taken because they had Chris Waddle, uh, Des Walker. Mm-hmm. I think Chris Woods would have probably been in goal and a few other players like Paul Warhurst and some other... Uh, are really decent players and yeah I just sort of started supporting them and everybody as I say at school in in, in my school in my school in Edinburgh had an English team as well and most of them were Manchester United there was quite a lot of Newcastle fans at the time because they were obviously a decent side back then and I chose Sheffield Wednesday and then when I moved down south I just thought I've never even been to the city of Sheffield the only time I've been to Sheffield in my life was to do a ramble live show and that was about 2 years ago and I had a bloody lovely time there but I actually I I just sort of I know people think this is a disgrace and whatnot but I don't really uh, give a damn but I sort of weaned myself off them because I just thought no I want to support I want to kind of do this right if you see what I mean and so I, uh, when I first moved down south, I went along to Palace a couple of times, Crystal Palace. And I, and I like Palace as a club, but I, it didn't really stick, I suppose. And yeah. the first time I watched Fulham, funnily enough, is what you were saying, is when they were ground sharing with QPR and it was a pre-season friendly against Real right, Mallorca. Okay. And, and I sort of thought, oh, I quite like this. This is all right. Um, and I remember thinking, you know what, to try and force to support somebody, force a sort of support ship. I don't think that's the way it's going to happen. I can't suddenly start supporting Arsenal because, you know, at the time yeah. it would probably been a bit of a glory hunter. Again, not you can't with Chelsea as well. And I thought, but it has to be a team that is somewhat local or not, you know, a few miles up the M1 kind of thing in England. And so I thought, well, I'll just wait. So I didn't have a team for years. And of course, that was always the thing during the ramble in the earlier days, it was like, you know, who does Marcus support? Well, in terms of English sides, I didn't support anybody. Uh, and so uh, eventually I, I moved to London and well, that'd have been like 2009. And I started going to watch Fulham because I lived in the area. And it's obviously quite a nice area, but I understood the area, if you see what I mean. And yeah, you just, yeah, yeah. you get it, you get the smells, you get the feel of the place. And going along there, and I just slowly started to fall in love and uh, and that's mm-hmm. how it, so it came yeah. to be. So I know what you mean totally when you kind of, you feel settled in a place. You know, I still live a little bit, t- a touch further away, but still very much uh, Fulham would be would be my, my local side. And and there is something marvellous about that, I think. I, d- I don't think that, you know, if you do support a team far away, you're not a real fan. I'm not kind of spinning that yarn. You know, I know you're a proper Man United fan, so that's not what I'm saying. But there is something a bit special when you know the area, those sort of all the kind of senses you get when you think of being in that area, you you, you totally get it. So, um, yeah, QPR. Okay, so that'd be your that'd be your first one. Interesting. Okay, what about your second choice? Barcelona. Yeah. <laughs> are you just gonna? Are you only gonna choose sides that have been managed by Terry Venables? Let's establish that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Basically, yeah. And Leeds um, is no- gonna be. The- <laughs> So I'm going to steal a bit from from Pete here, uh, okay. because when Pete did this, he did a bit of time travelling. He did. So I'm going to say Barcelona, mm-hmm. and I'm going to say that like kind of two, 2008 vintage Barcelona. Well, Pep Guardiola's because, first season? Yeah, Come you know on. what I mean? Well, 
Oh, fucking brilliant, yeah. Because I would want to kind of get in at that level. Yeah. And as I mentioned to you before, I went, I went to a posh school, went to a private school, and I would also like to be among fans who are so entitled and self-important <laughs> that I'd love to I'd love to be back in that environment again to feel like even in your privileged position that the world owes you something. I want to kind of sign up to the masking club bollocks. I want to, you know, this is the way football should be played. I want to kind of yeah. remind, remind myself of what it was like to, to be kind of... Uh, to think you're above it all. Yeah, um, and you'd be very much and like... while enjoying good football. Absolutely, you'd be very much like pro-Catalonia, Catalan yep. independence, all that kind of stuff, in a kind of a champagne socialist sort of uh, way. Yeah, 100%. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 I, I get I'm that. I'm going to... Yeah, I'm gonna be like, you know, why can't more teams play like that? So we don't have a sponsor. We're so fancy, even though you know it's fucking. Yeah, you can see now where their finances are. But uh, yeah, it'd be, it'd be quite, it'd be quite interesting to experience that. And I, I realise the irony of saying that as a Manchester United fan. But so like, the expectation to be entertained, not just to win, but to be entertained. Oh, this is a different level. The to Manchester United. Yeah, yeah, and the the idea that it's. That you will be entertained, that you are going to win yeah. in an entertaining way, and yeah. you're going to see some incredible players at various different levels. Because that's yeah. kind of we're talking about Henri time there, aren't we? Eto. Yeah, it was Henri, Eto, and Messi up front. Yeah, and then you've got Iniesta, Iniesta, Xavi, Busquets. So you can like Torre suckle on there. the yeah. So you can suckle on the teat of mm. you know one of our own while also yeah sniffing a bit of caviar on the side <laughs> imported from Russia. You know, like there's uh-huh. you can get. Different sides of that privileged coin. So, um, so yeah, Barcelona. I'm going to yeah, do that. That, that specifically. Because also, yeah. I've never been to Barcelona as well. So this, I mean, I've heard so much, so many incredible things about the city. So that's a, <laughs> gorging myself on the wares of uh, of Barcelona on the kind of, you know, the drink and food side. Mm-hmm. That is, um, that's probably the most sincere aspect of me choosing Barcelona. Yeah. <laughs> The gluttony is the most sincere aspect of that. Yeah, I thought this was going to be really quite cultured. Yeah, like, no, QPR is really local and I don't have to travel very far and all that. But I suppose there was, there was <laughs> you know, uh, a sort of a, a sentimental value there. Barcelona is like, no, I just want to act like a brat and love every moment of it. <laughs> I think, yeah, because I mean, people forget that was Pep Guardiola's most successful season. You know, they cleaned up. They beat your beloved Manchester United in the final of the Champions League, which in that game, which I witnessed in Rome with one Jimothy Campbell, that was without a doubt a a match that would determine the best side in Europe. They were the best two teams in Europe that season. Without a doubt for me. I think, you know, looking back over Champions League finals, you sort of say, well, that side were one of the best and they, they were a bit fortunate or whatever. This was like, no, they were the two heavyweights. And the way Barcelona took them apart in that final just showed you how amazing they were. But the funny thing is, though, with that Barcelona side is it wouldn't be until probably a season or two later that the actual, what we think of Guardiola's Barcelona with the tiki-taka style and all that really came into it. But actually, this side, of course, they knocked it about and they were absolutely phenomenal to watch. But they were a little bit more robust, I would say, in the context, of course. To uh, that that to to Guardiola's time there. Yeah, they they almost had to. They got them set, and then the you know I suppose the the non you know a lot of the non local players moved on, and they were, those faces were filled by you know the likes of Pedro and mm-hmm. and people like that. So it became a bit more of yeah the as you said like almost like the dictionary definition of that specific Barca side. Yeah, know? but um, people forgetting that Champions League final left back Silvino. 
Yeah, yeah. Ex-Arsenal man. Belletti with a cameo as well, I think. Uh, no, no, you're thinking of Frank Rijkaard's Barcelona because he scored Is that a bit early? the yeah, yeah. winning goal. The in, Arsenal one, wasn't it? Against Arsenal, yeah, when they won 2-1 yeah, 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 in yeah. Paris in 2005, I want to say. Um, no, it wouldn't be 2005, that was Liverpool. 2004. Oh, I'm getting confused. You know the one, ladies and gentlemen. I'm only a year or two out. Give me a bit of grace for crying out loud. Um Okay, yeah. So Barcelona. So you're going to watch them just clean up. Yeah, we. Cause, so, so I saw, I've seen, I saw Frank Reichard's Barcelona play, and it was it was incredible. The way they played was beautiful, and it was the first time. It was that wow factor of going to watch a match outside of England and going flipping heck. This I didn't know this sort of thing existed. Then we saw them in the final, and then we did a ramble trip to Barcelona in about 2009, it would have been, because they played Mourinho's Inter in the group stage, and they would later lose to them in the semi-final, of course. They played them in the group stage, they won 2-0, and that sense of entitlement in that, in that game was incredible because every time Barcelona did something brilliant, which was like every sort of minute or something like that, there was like, oh, there was Olays and there was, and every, it was a bit of a, yeah, yeah, yeah we're, we're easily going to dick them. Do you know what I mean? Like it was such yeah, a, yeah. a kind of that sort of attitude, you know? So um, I think when, when Michael that- Laudrup played there, this was, we're going back a few years, they had a big banner up that just said, enjoy Laudrup or something like that, you know, basically to right, the away okay, team, yeah. you know, kind of thing. So they do have this, holier than thou attitude sometimes with the way they play football and how dare you just defend against us and get really angry it's the sort of the Andrea Pirlo idea when he said that Sir Alex Ferguson was um was absolutely immaculate but the only blemish he he on him was when he put Jisung Park on me for 90 minutes and I just couldn't get away from him and all this and it's like well you're having a that's just a tactic you know, how dare yeah, you've yeah. ruined your reputation because you ruined me playing football and therefore you're anti-football kind of thing. That's what I mean. Like, I, I'd, I'd even enjoy the misery of defeat by going regularly because I feel like, you know, you all deserve this. <laughs> <laughs> Some of you are such entitled pricks that it would be quite funny to be amongst you as you lose your oh, so you'd quickly turn, then. You'd quickly turn against, uh, against them. If well, I mean, are. I've gone in, I've, I've done, I'm, I'm a bit like Luke getting a Southampton season ticket. Like, uh, okay. You know, you want to enjoy the good times, but you also want to, you know... Stick have a boot. front seat to their faces yeah, okay. for the bad. Fair enough. And would this be your last one, Vish? Are we are we having three or four? What, what, how many are we having out of you? Um, I could potentially do four. Um, I'll oh, give you my third. Right, let's see what you got here. Okay, so my third... You know what? It's a split between my third. Mm. So maybe we can do this three and four. Okay. Because I was thinking of doing Hertha Berlin because the first um, German game I went to was mm-hmm. a couple of years ago where... A couple of mates and I went to uh, went for kind of like a long weekend in Berlin. Mm-hmm. Went to watch Hertha and it was just a, such a wonderful experience. I know it's um, I suppose it's a bit of a cliche about German football, but the whole thing was just so enjoyable. Like things like being trusted to drink at a football match. To <laughs> you know, it, it wasn't you know it, it's a really would you make them lose that trust? <laughs> I'll show you. <laughs> This is what you get yeah. when you let people I'll like me. this for all of you, yeah, <laughs> laughing at us. Um, but yeah, no, I, I really love that experience. But I think um, I'm going to go with, uh, I just showed you a shirt before we start recording, but I think I'm going to go for Philadelphia Union because there are some kind of like extended family ties there because Olympia's from Philadelphia. Uh-huh. Um, and I 
Um, the first time I went there, I w- went to a Philadelphia Toronto FC game, uh-huh. and they've got really good, um, really good atmosphere. It's a beautiful ground, by the way, mm. like right on the river. Um, you can see kind of the bridge in the background. I took a took a pano there. I'm a bit of a pano fiend, and it's um, one of my favorite photos I've taken because it's yeah, it's just a gorgeous ground. Uh-huh. But the there's something about Subaru that Park culture. Yeah, there's something about that football culture that I, I love because it is... I know a lot of people turn their noses up at um, you know, the MLS. Sorry, MLS. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the authenticity of that support and just the passion there and being being part of something in its you know in the relative embryonic stages yeah. and knowing that you you can sculpt it and you can mm. therefore you can make it what it is you can make it as every man and every woman as you want it to be how, as you, how as would you sculpt kind of want, it how would you sculpt it i think i i think i'd want to come in and, and do more of what they're doing now like it's a lot of the things we hate about football right now are so far from the minds of MLS and also, you know, the A-League. The A-League was going to be my, another one of my answers. Um, Melbourne Victory. Melbourne is such a beautiful place and it's just an incredible city. It's probably one of my favourite cities outside of London. Um, it's a big you know, Paris, But Mel- Melbourne, Melbourne's one of a kind. I've and, heard and the Melbourne's Melbourne Victory great. You've got such... You, can yeah. also, you could also blend in with doing the accent, of course. Oh, I could as well, yeah. I mean, like, I, I, do, I do a decent accent, a do, decent Australian accent, but I think I might be a bit found out when I go to the EFL, go for the footy, because there can be a bit of a problem because you're from Melbourne, so you have to have a, a footy team. You watch, you know, you, you'll watch Victoria, the MCG. You'll, you know, barrack for your usual uh, Victorians in the Australian cricket team. But when it comes to AFL, oh. you know, you've got a lot of blind spots there. Uh, fair dinkum, mate. Fair dinkum. Oi, but you'd um, be definitely... But yeah, like, uh, you'd be knocking back the grog with the boys, though, wouldn't you? Turning up in your ute. <laughs> <laughs> but, the, but I don't know. There's something to be said. And, and I think we, we've touched on it a bit on the show about how so many people are moving towards you know, non-league sides. And I suppose um, Dulwich Hamlet is probably the, the starkest example of that. But, like... Yeah, the the football culture in the US and Australia is is fascinating, and it's and it's great because it's so I don't know, it's so new and it's so passionate, and it's. Do you think they've got they've, they've got the passion? They've got the supportership. There's no there's no two ways about that, but they don't have the nastiness and the kind of. I think they, to be fair, I I I think they have the best elements of that. I think they have a lot of passion. There yeah. is a lot of anger amongst fans when they see things being done incorrectly, especially resentment towards Sydney FC, you know, the kind of... And also... Um, is it Melbourne City? Melbourne City, yeah. Um, yeah, Manchester City's... But, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, network. But there is the there group. is such a... I don't know, it, it's... It's, fo- it's it's modern football without the shit bits. Uh, that's how okay, so that's what I'm sort of getting at I think with the support because as people say sometimes you know I've heard people talk about the old firm for example and say ah but without the nastiness would you have the passion would you have the this that's and the others and you sort of go well you can do I mean in in, I know there's that is a bit of nastiness in say Liverpool for example but they do call it the friendly derby Uh, and so 
you can have passions uh, that are that, that run high you can have intensity and all that kind of stuff but you don't necessarily have to have some of the the more nastier elements that go along with that but also i think what you're saying as well is not just that with modern football you don't have the vast sums of cash knocking around perhaps in those leagues yes you do have some big money and you know clearly in america especially with american sport sometimes it, it, you know with with other sports there when a, when a when a when a team of another sport pitches up in another city you think that's quite abhorrent but there are some things about the way mls is run which sort of protects it a little bit from certain um, bits and pieces. So I, I I know what you mean by that. I'm I'm struggling to sort of put my finger on it really, but I know what you mean, and especially it, it being on the, the ground level as well in the infancy of yeah. some of these sides. So when um I was waiting at the bar to get a drink at the at the stadium, and um this bloke was there with his kid in front of me, and they heard and the guy heard my accent and he turned mm. to me and I was like, oh, you know, where are you from? And I was like, I'm I'm, I'm from London. And they all had, um, you know, they call it the EPL over there. So they all had EPL teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I can't remember who they were, but they were like, uh, you know, we had, we had a bit of chat about like, you know, English football. And then they were like, oh, what do, what do you think of the, what do you think of the MLS? What do you think of the union? Mm-hmm. Um, and they were part of the supporters group, the Sons of Sam. Yep. And he was like, oh, it's great because like, you know, I'm really, he was like, he was really into football. He got his kids into football. And the union was a place where they could kind of build that up while playing football, but also, you know, it, w- it was like a friendly place for them to go where they could see, you know, um, national team stars, but also players from from across the way. I think at the time, Michael Bradley had just moved back. Oh yeah, so he was playing for Toronto FC. The foe was at Toronto FC, but didn't play. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think like it so said, he and th- they were so enamoured that I was there. It was almost like, oh, um, good, you know, what what do you think of it? What what, what is your opinion of this? And yeah, do I you like you what we can what can we do better? Um, and I, I think that kind of welcoming attitude. And, and, and to be fair, I think a lot of football grounds can and a lot of football teams in England can surprise you with, mm-hmm. you know, how welcoming they are. Like you know, I, I still get that when I go to. Um, funnily enough, one of my best friends is a Sheffield Wednesday fan. Mm-hmm. And I went to, I used to go to a couple of Sheffield Wednesday games in London with him in the away stand. Mm-hmm. And it was funny, like speaking to people who'd made the trip down and you kind of, you kind of come into it together, don't you? Like yeah. once you step through the turnstiles and you get into that, mm-hmm. um, get into that stand, you kind of, you're all brothers and sisters for, for yeah. 90 minutes. I know least. what you mean, yeah. Um, and yeah, that, that just seems a lot more prevalent in in US and Australian um, football. And I, and I can understand why someone listening to it from there might see that, might make that, might assume that I'm, or might think I'm being patronising rather. And I'm absolutely not. I just, I, I, I see a lot of the good things in football all the more, all the more prevalent there. And I think that's only a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Vish, th- any more for any more? Any other little team you want to check out? Or are we done? Well, you know, I, I was going to say Boca as well because I, I just, I, I'd love to experience it. But you know, everyone welcoming, says that. friendly, no nastiness. <laughs> but it's that thing of I just, I want to, I, I want to experience. You want steak and the wine? Bombonera. I mean, but I can get steak and wine here. I don't even need good steak and wine, so I'm not really that fast. Yeah, but no, I just want to. I want to. I want to. I want to have that energy hit me. You know. Yeah. I, want, I want to know what that feels like to have it coursing through you. I've I've had it, mate, and uh, yeah. I know, yeah. That's why I said you've mentioned it to me before, yeah. Yeah, 
No, I. Not everyone can handle it. I'd say you should stay well away from that, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, why avoided a brick that was thrown at me? Oh, it no. was piss, actually. Uh, oh no, I did. You're right. It was. It, I avoided yeah. piss. Spittle. Oh, well, I avoided most of the spittle. Spittle. Uh, some of it. Some of it did land on my left shoulder. I don't know. I don't know if it was Nutella you'd rubbed in the gusset. <laughs> it was. It was dulce de leche for those who are familiar with that in Argentina. Uh, uh, yeah, but no, I, I did avoid a couple of things. I mean, they weren't aiming for me. I think we should. You know, <laughs> they all like I don't fun. know. I walked back with you from the station. Well, to the station today, and there was. A lot of high fives, wouldn't they? A lot of high fives. I'm a legend at River. (laughs) That's what it is. So, yeah. No, Bocca, yeah, good one. Chuck that in at the end. Why not? There we are. Lovely old job. Thank you, Vish. It's been a pleasure talking to you about this. So, Queen's Park Rangers, Barcelona, specifically in Guardiola's first season, and then Philadelphia Union, maybe um, Melbourne Victory, did you say? Something like that. Yeah, that was it, yeah. Uh, and, uh, and Boca Juniors just nipped in at the end. Lovely. Excellent. Actually, well, fuck Boca. Yeah. yeah, bollocks to that. Yeah, Sack go to see off, River. Yeah. Bigger stadium. Um, there we are. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Studientes. Thank you very much. San Lorenzo. Yeah. With a chant, I showed you that, didn't I? The, 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 you know. Yeah, yeah. Let's move on. Let's not do this. You've again. had enough. Haven't you? <laughs> um, oh, look, there goes Matt Lorenzo out of my window again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you very much for listening to Ramble on, everybody. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, Vish. Go Union. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nicholas Sturgeon's not happy. Thank you very much, everybody. See you soon. <laughs> This was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network.